Next on BYU Sports Nation, finally, tournament time for BYU basketball on quarterfinal Saturday. High stakes in Las Vegas. Associate head coach Heath Royal tells us how the Cougars advance, plus associate commissioner Jeff Torrio makes his yearly appearance. And the biggest volleyball match of the season for BYU. More NFL combine fun for linebacker Fred Warner and gymnastics wins again. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from the Orleans Arena at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Game day, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play with a special Saturday edition live from the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. It is March 3rd, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us as part of your weekend alongside the filter designer for the Gram, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Now, regrettably, we didn't do something last night. We didn't do something. We didn't go to Nickelback at the Hard Rock. They're in town. I wanted to invite Heath Schroyer. Didn't get around to it. You would have picked up at least 100 followers on your grand I would have account. lost 100 followers <laughs> <laughs> had I done that. Heath Troyer will join us, by the way. Heath Troyer will join us today. Coincidentally, on a game day. Nickelback in concert at the Hard Rock I would Hotel. Qui-Gon Jinn told us that there are no coincidences. Okay. Also, why would you take Liam Neeson out of the first Star Wars prequel? Anyway, I this is not the show for that. Or kill off Darth Maul, the greatest villain. <sighs> Leah Nalahine of yeah. BYU Women's Basketball. Her Twitter handle, her Twitter handle was at Darth Maul ten. Oh, nice. She needed a little more Darth Maul. Well, but in the end, it doesn't end well for him. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't end well for uh, BYU Women's like Basketball. Like the BYU either. Women's Basketball oh, team, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Hey, rise and shout on game day. Time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. High stakes in Las Vegas. It is quarterfinal Saturday. Game BYU day. basketball opens what they hope is a lengthy tournament run in March today. The Cougars will do so as a five-point favorite, Jerem, against San Diego in Vegas. Is that five-point line too much, not enough, or just right? Goldilocks, I think that it's just right. BYU won by 16 at home, lost by 13 on the road. No Lamont Smith, the head coach for San Diego, in case you missed it, arrested on charges of uh, domestic violence. So he's not here. Sam Scholl is the interim head coach for San Diego. I think that's a distraction for the Toreros. I think BYU has something to prove. They have a chip on their shoulder. Feeling a little bit defensive. I'm not talking playing defense. To where they show up, they play a good game, and then they move on to the semis. I think five is just right, and my and one pick later will reflect that. Yeah, I feel like it's fair, and I think if Lamont Smith were still coaching San Diego, it would be two or three, but I think because of the distraction involved there. He's a there, two or three point difference in the line, you think? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Given what happened in San Diego and the way they play defense, particularly on a neutral floor, you throw in that dynamic yeah, I'd say two or three if he's coaching, but a five-point line, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100% for BYU, BYU should, today. Okay, whatever the line is, that's one thing. BYU should win this game. It's a neutral court. San Diego doesn't have their head coach. BYU should win this game and advance to Monday, and you hope that St. Mary's blows it and isn't there and that BYU could sneak into Tuesday. That would be the best situation. The Cougars, a 16-point victor at home, 
and a 13-point loser on the road. It's kind of weird to have a double-digit swing in that, right? 29-point swing if you add it all wow. together. And wow. the Cougars now a five-point favorite, which I think is fair. Spencer, BYU boasts two first-team all-conference guys, Elijah Bright and Yoli Childs. But who will the other guy be for the Cougars against San Diego today? It has to be TJ Haas. If BYU wants to win, that. if BYU wants to win this game and do so by five points or more, it has to be TJ Haas because he's the guy that can quickly rack up the points when BYU needs him to. That's the hope. We've been screaming for him to be the number three guy, and he is most of the time. With Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs attracting so much attention, and they will from San Diego, the door is open for T.J. Haas. You can't guard all three of a big three. You just can't do it. He's averaging single digits the last four. Okay, he needs, he needs to be pushing 15 to me. Now, this is a more defensive-minded San Diego team. So I think if BYU can get three dudes in double figures, maybe maybe even a fourth, they'll be in business. Because if BYU gets to 70 today, I think they win. It's going to be a game in the 60s, potentially, given the way San Diego plays defense. And BYU, frankly. I go with Dalton Nixon. I think BYU needs some bench play. You don't always get the big three being the big three. Will that in be fact, in the points category, though, or is it the intangibles from Dalton Nixon? I, uh, I think he needs to put up eight. If he gets into double figures, that's tremendous. But I think Dalton Nixon is the other guy today. Man, I feel like T.J. Haas has to be the guy. And he went for, what, 14 in San Diego? He did. And Yoli Childs put up eight. He's a tough matchup for San Diego. As good as they are defensively, he's just he's hard to guard. He gets around Olin Carter, yeah. third, a little easier. Isaiah Pinheiro and Elijah Bryant, that is a matchup to watch as well. We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh Yoli Childs needs to play better. BYU was a little uncomposed down the stretch, took poor shots, wasn't playing great defense. Joshir Hardnett fouls a guy for his fifth foul with 10 seconds on the shot clock late, kind of, and then he immediately goes to the bench. I was like, what just happened on that play? That BYU team can't show up today and win, in my opinion. Jerem, tournament time is typically when a team needs its biggest stars to shine brightest. Who will have the bigger game today, BYU's leading scorer, Elijah Bryant, or San Diego's leading scorer, Isaiah Pinheiro? Pinheiro averaged 16 against BYU. That's more than his season average. He also made a 36-foot three-pointer or whatever it was in the Slim Jim. T.J. Haas could have grabbed a loose ball and said, talk to the ref about how a whistle should have been blown on that play. Then there's Elijah Bryant, who averaged 17 a game. He put up 13.5 against BYU. I go with Pinheiro in this game. I think Pinheiro wins the scoring battle between these two. Pinheiro needs to shoulder more of the load. Elijah Bryant has been really good for BYU. Ever since he got hit against LMU, he hasn't been quite the same dude. But I think that we're in Vegas. Stars shine bright. We're not on the strip, but we're close enough. Elijah Bryant needs to show up, but I think Pinheiro outscores Bryant tonight. Typically in our society, we feel good about people being selfless and sharing and those are typically good things looking out right. for others right right i want elijah bryant to be selfish today i yeah. want yes. him to yes. have the ball in his hands more and to be taking shots late in the shot clock he's the guy for byu today that i feel will be the leading scorer i hope i really hope you're wrong i'm okay. i'm trying to fire elijah up I hope you. I wrong. hope he sees it. Elijah. Yes. If you're watching this, somebody tweet this out. Tag Elijah Bryant. I think it. Pinero will outscore you today. Fire I want Bryant to score thirty now. Yes. That's what I want. I want him to be <laughs> selfish today. 
And I know it's but, not typically but, in his like right. Game but taking demeanor. good shots, he takes good shots against Gonzaga. I didn't think he all of his shots were good. He I got th- a little rushed. He got yeah. a little rushed. Yeah. He got a little in the moment, right? Like I got to shoulder this. He what? I think that he did what you're asking for a little bit. So there needs to be a balance there. Take take good shots when they're open. Be selfish okay? and take more good shots. Exactly, Spencer. It's been 17 years ugh, since the Cougars came away tournament champs from the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference. So Spencer, that's half of your life or something like that. Isn't it is. It? it is. You just told everyone hell they. What would you give up if guaranteed? BYU could win the West Coast Conference tournament. Well, first and foremost, I'm I, giving up my hair. Yeah, I, I was going to point yeah, that out. Yeah. Like you, we already know what you're willing yeah. to give up. Your hair. What are you willing to give up? Oh, what am I willing to give up? I would take. Oh man, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Oh, I can't believe I am going to say this. Okay. We didn't say will. We just said would. <laughs> <laughs> I said I will if BYU. Jerem, I will sacrifice my BYU shirting sh- uh, shooting shirt to you. You'll give it to me? I will give it to you. And I, Thank you, I love that thing. It's probably my favorite piece of BYU swag, courtesy of Terry Nash. Apparently there's only one. There was only one to give. There wasn't another one. I will give you my favorite BYU clothing item. Oh, wow. That's, if BYU that, wins a big deal to you, the so West know, Coast Conference I know how much that means to you. That'll also take some of the sting off of you losing your hair. Really? Yeah, no, really. There'll, there'll be lots of sting from that. Trust me. Uh, the shampoo, you'll be bald, but you'll have right my favorite piece of BYU swag. Listen, if I'm if I shave my head, that means an amazing thing happened. That means BYU saved the season. BYU basketball could save the football season. They could save the feeling because right now it's kind of a weird deal. It's right like four nine, no bowl game. This, te- this basketball team's good, but it's not in the tourney. That's a bummer. We've looked up, by the way, the past 40 years, how many times we already didn't make a bowl game or an NCAA tournament, and this would be the fifth. Like, this is very rare for BYU athletics, but if BYU wins this tournament, we're all feeling good. I've got a shaved head. I've got a shooting shirt. That would be, yes, yes, that would be great. And then I'm going to get a, a super crazy tanned head in Arizona next week. I'll just wear hats all week. I thought about giving you my acai bowl that Guard Young gives to me after each gymnastics call. I already got one, call. and it was amazing. <laughs> wow. The bald head shooting shirt is a good scenario for everyone. Yes, yes. It's a and great scenario for everyone. Has somebody told Elijah Bryant that uh, Jeremy thinks Isaiah Pinero is going to outscore him today? We need to get I'm on that. I'm trying to fire him up, we man. We need to get on that. Let's go. Okay, Jerem, the number one headline for BYU football this offseason, yes. and we said this yesterday, is clearly who will be the starting quarterback for BYU in 182 days against Arizona? Will it be Musley Bo Hodge? Eight guys, including the ripped Bo Hodge. Roughly six months to figure it out. But what about the other questions looming following a 4-9 and nine season? What is the most interesting non-quarterback-related storyline heading into BYU spring football? To me, it's clearly what kind of offense BYU is running. And will this new offensive coaching staff make a huge difference with the same players, essentially? The Cougars aren't rolling out a brand-new, different starting quarterback in all likelihood, a brand-new, different running back and set of receivers. I mean, you had Gunnar Romney, you had some guys off missions, but it's not as there's not as much turnover as you think on offense. So what kind of offense is BYU running, and will this coaching staff make the difference that gets BYU back to a bowl game? It absolutely is what offense will BYU run. Because 
we maybe get an idea of what Jeff Grimes wants to do, right? He's been everywhere. Auburn, LSU, has BYU in his backdrop. He's worked with some of the brightest minds in college football. How does he combine all of that into what he wants to run at BYU? We finally get to see a shell of something that he wants to do. You know what I want him to do Monday? To, for the first couple plays, just to run a triple option to freak <laughs> everybody out. <laughs> Kenny Amatololo's offense came here after all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> what, is, what is BYU doing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Are they going to spread? And what kind of quarterback does run he emphasis, need to pass run emphasis. that offense? Yeah, what's going on? Spencer, this weekend marks BYU teams versus ranked opponents all over the country. Love it. Baseball plays 18th-ranked Auburn in a doubleheader today. Fifth-ranked men's volleyball hosts third-ranked UCLA tonight. Softball plays at top-ranked Washington. 24th-ranked gymnastics at Oregon State, who's ranked 8th Monday. What's the most intriguing matchup against a ranked team in the next three days for BYU? I'm going to go with BYU men's volleyball because they're unbeaten in MPSF play. And if they win this match against UCLA, they're in prime position to lock down the number one seed for the MPSF tournament. And guess what? Good things happen when BYU Volleyball hosts the MPSF tournament. Also, UCLA Volleyball, come on. You want to beat your heated rival, right? You want to beat your heated rival. Let's go, man. That's the most intriguing matchup to me. Hey, man, it's men's volleyball. This is the halfway point of conference play or federation play if you're a Trekkie. Uh, these are all important, right? If baseball could could take one or two today at 18 ranked Auburn, that's nice. Gymnastics, it's not you ver- me versus you, it's me versus me kind of situation there. It is men's volleyball, man. Men's volleyball, the Cardiac Cougs, that's what this team is. The last two uh, matches, they've lost the first two sets, come back and win in yeah, five. Are, are, is this going to happen again? Dramatic, exciting. Okay, UC- BYU owns UCLA right now. The last couple years, UCLA has not touched BYU. Purer war- words were never spoken on the air of BYU Sports Nation than John BYU Straw owns UCLA. And the Bruins are going down. Going down. Oh, I love it. I like I like this. I, li- I like what you're doing today, Jerem. Which is what? Firing people up, man. It's game day. It's ball night. Firing we got to go. Up. Let's go. We Can don't we have play? time to mess around. Can we play some Nickelback? <laughs> we don't have the rights to that? Happily, we don't. What would you give up for a BYU West Coast Conference Tournament Championship? Jerem's putting his hair on the line. I'm going to give him my favorite piece of BYU swag. If BYU can do that. What about you? Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, it's BYU game day, and that means and one pick. And associate head coach Heath Schroyer will join us on game day. Clean the windows. Clean, hey, clean the glass, because Yoli Child is going to clean the glass Woo. tonight, too. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a game day. BYU versus San Diego, 4 Eastern time, coming up on BYU TV. Quarterfinal action, 4 Eastern on BYU TV pregame with Jason Shepard at 3 o'clock on the radio. That was a highly executed long-distance camera shot, Yeah, Nicely done. You're right. We're using the whole arena, man. We used the whole field, hopefully like the BYU football offense will. Welcome back to our home away from home, the Orleans Arena, taking the place of Studio B for our BYU Sports Nation simulcast. It is a game day, a special Saturday edition. 
live from Vegas. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter, hashtag BYUSN. If you don't already, please follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, do it. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Our question of the day, what would you give up for a BYU West Coast Conference Tournament Championship? It's never happened. BYU hasn't won a tournament championship in basketball since 2001. This is, this is something that Dave Rose needs to add to his resume, a tournament championship. And in this league, it's a lot harder than Mountain West. Because you have Kansas. Yes. A.K.A. AKA Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. You've got the powerhouse that wins it every year. At BYU Royal tweets in, I give up Jerem Jordan's top button. You know what? I'm going to throw that into the mix. If be, Look at your face right now. Ooh. If wow. Be, wow. If BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament, I'll not only shave my head, but I'll, I won't use the top button for a month. Oh, please. For all of my... Please, BYU, win. Please. For Actual that, that. victory. Yes. Please. <laughs> please. For the love of all that is good. Let BYU win this tournament so that we can eliminate the top button for a month. Now, I want to clarify something with my <laughs> thing here. Uh, originally, my shaved head was born out of disbelief. Yes. Okay? I, I just think it's going to be hard for BYU to, to win this. But but if they do, I, I, will have, uh, I will have, like last time, provided the extra secret weapon context motivation... To get it done. That is my. That is kind of the theme of what we're doing today. I'm saying Isaiah Pinero is going to outscore Elijah Bryant so that he goes and shows up and outscores Isaiah Pinero. Yes, calculated move. I'm saying that if BYU wins the tourney, I'm going to shave my head, born out of disbelief for motivation. Okay? It's, a, it's like a reverse psychology deal here to get BYU to do the things that we need them to do. And I believe that BYU can do it. I think it's going to be crazy hard and be improbable. But I, if you told me BYU wins this tourney, I won't be like, that's the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. Yes, they have to go through St. Mary's and Gonzaga in all likelihood. But why not? Why not? This happens in March. It just hasn't happened to BYU, so we don't actually believe it could happen. Gonzaga will play against LMU tonight, who won the 8-9 matchup over Portland. And uh, in the 7-10 game, uh, Pepperdine showed up gangbusters as the 10 seed. They'll get St. Mary's. So, hey, maybe, Jerem, just maybe. That's probably more no, likely for BYU to win three games yeah. for uh, St. Mary's or Gonzaga to lose in your Yeah, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. They're not losing. They're, and they're going to play each other Tuesday night unless BYU uh, interrupts that. Okay, so do your and one picks have the flavor of firing BYU up? Let's go to those right now. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It's and one tournament style. As a reminder, I have 27 points on the season. Cruising you're, to you're the James Bateman yeah. of uh, this contest. Oh, he had 29 last night, didn't he? Yeah. Cruising to victory. But, but, who knows? Look at the standings here. Spencer coasting to victory. I have 20 points. Trying to make it close. And, and Jason Shepard has eight. Why is he even on this graphic? <laughs> Love you, Jason. <laughs> also, our pictures are a little more zoomed in, so his head looks way smaller. <laughs> That's fun. 
How it works. We have two picks. The first is worth two. The second is worth one, a la and one in a basketball setting. For me, my two-pointer, BYU will hold San Diego to 67 points or less. Why that number? The Toreros averaged 67 points per game on the season. They scored 75 in the win against BYU and 58 in the loss to BYU. Middle ground, 67 or less for San Diego. Whistle blows! Get one! My and one pick. BYU will shoot a better three-point percentage than San Diego. I think they have to to win the game, especially if they're going to hold the line and win by five. Jerem, have you found your whistle yet? Yes. Oh, he's got the whistle. Found it. I should probably look for mine too, but we got into the moment and I just I wasn't ready. Yeah, you had to go first. Okay, my two pointer. The line is five. BYU will win by five plus. Okay. Ooh. Cougar, Cougar's gonna cover. Okay. No and, seventeen plus there. <laughs> no. But thank you. In my and one. And one. That my favorite. Not, that is not vocal point, by the way. Three Cougars will score twelve plus. Oh. There were three Cougars in double figures, but didn't get twelve plus in San Diego. I think if BYU gets twelve, three dudes twelve plus, they're in good shape. Because this will be a, a tough defensive game. I think this game's in the mid-60s, like you're talking about. <sighs> yeah, what will the final score look like? I wish there was I wish there was a team on the court right now, and then I could blow the whistle up here. And then everyone stops and looks around and looks up. Nope, nobody's down there. <laughs> Should I go shoot a half-court shot or something? Is there an, uh, is there an extra ball for me around? Or no? Well, if we can't do that today, Swish! then we will find a ball... Bring your basketball shoes, and you do can it. do that on Monday. You can do it Monday when you can do that, like, you can Mark do that feels like, Monday. get off my court. <laughs> Question of the day. What would you give up for a BYU West Coast Conference Tournament Championship at Wife for Life? Says my sins. <laughs> All my sins to know thee, King Lamoni's dad, whose name we don't even know. What's your name, man? That's a good one. You should do that anyway. <laughs> Coming up, a couple of interviews, including an annual visit from our West Coast Conference friend. But first, he's Troyer. He likes Nickelback and he likes defense. Did he go to Nickelback to get mentally right for the game Maybe. Maybe. Let's ask him. Men's quarterfinal action continues here at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. 20 minutes after the conclusion of BYU in San Diego, watch San Francisco versus Pacific right here on BYU TV at about 6 Eastern time. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We are broadcasting on a Saturday in Radio Vision, live on BYU Saturday? Radio and BYU TV. It all feels like is, one man. long day. We've had, we've had a fun time here. It's been uh, really fun, long days for our crew. Uh, we're going to be here through, you know, into next week as well. So uh, <laughs> eight games, br- four bridge shows. You know, it's been... The half times. Oh, we're been, rolling. BYU Sports Day, it's been awesome. We are in it. It's fun to gather our crew up here because we will do a game, but we have our you know like our best people and freelancers and people in Provo syncing up, and it's just been this awesome collaboration. So fun to be at uh, studio. And there they are. There's some of the hardworking people in our truck there. Ben Bagley, you know, Scott Hill directing and, and so on and so forth. I have to mention Scott. He's my old boss here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw him in there. <laughs> All right, let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. If you didn't know, where have you been? It is Welcome. tournament 
Game day for BYU men's basketball. The three-seed Cougars will take on the six-seed San Diego Toreros in the first round of the WCC bracket. Four Eastern, one Pacific. Dave Rose, the head coach at BYU, joined us on this desk yesterday as part of our studio Orleans business. And he says, more than ever, he believes this team is ready for the task at hand. I believe that this team is as prepared as any team as we've had that's come in, come down in this position, in a third you know place spot, to actually be able to uh, to win this thing. Jerem, do you believe Dave Rose when he says, "I believe my team is more ready than ever to win this thing"? Now, a couple of thoughts uh, flow through this uh, cranium of mine. One is that BYU plays better defense, although the past couple weeks that's not. They haven't been as good as they were defensively. Two, does BYU have the firepower to do it? I, I think that BYU doesn't have, quite have the bench or the consistent shooting from three to make me feel strongly that way, although the defense offsets it. But I can see where if BYU can play a, UV, a Utah Valley or a St. Mary's at home type of game, and those are peak moments. You are not your peak. You're kind of what you do on average, right? Um, that BYU could could now i think getting to tuesday would be a a huge moral victory for byu would There's, that give you some form of salvaging the season yes yes because you beat st mary's byu's 0-4 against st mary's and gonzaga combined this year aka st zaga byu needs to beat one of them they need the cougars need to beat san diego if they don't beat san diego that's that's more fuel on the fire of kind of well this season what wasn't what we wanted Listen, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that, that – I know I've said, yeah, we're not hanging a banner for being in the top three, but listen, being in the top three, that's, that's great. That has whatever you want to give it. Winning the amount of games that BYU wins, this is good. One day, one day down the line, Dave Rose won't be the coach and BYU won't win as many games consistently. Ah, oh, jeez. Mark my words on this. So appreciate the wins. But once you get to the tourney, what, what you want to be there. What business would say – Okay, quarters one, two, three were this. Quarter four went down. You know what? We're fine with that. No, you want to maintain or get better constantly. If you're not getting better, you're disappointed. So that's where the disappointment stems from. It's not that these guys aren't trying hard or working hard or whatever. It's that you want to beat St. Zaga one time in the regular season at least. So if BYU beats St. Mary, can get to the semifinals and beat St. Mary's Monday. That would salvage something in this season. As interesting as it would be to see a major upset, Pepperdine beating St. Mary's, I really want BYU to have another shot at the Gales. I want that. I want them to have an opportunity to really good win. At, what do you want be more, to beat St. Mary's or to get to Tuesday? To get to Tuesday. Me too. Whatever cost. But if, if you get to Tuesday by St. beating St. Mary's, yeah. oh, BYU's got to win Check its first game. a couple game. of boxes. It makes you a little nervous when BYU's playing a team that beat BYU two weeks ago, right? Absolutely. But the Lamont Smith news changes that a little bit for me. So BYU still got to bring it today. Fred Warner at uh, day two of the NFL Combine in Indianapolis as well. Good luck to him. Yesterday he measured at 6'3", 236. He's going to do the bench press today. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. All right, a man who knows a thing or two about bench pressing the weight of an entire conference tournament. <laughs> Jeff Toriel is with us on wow. BYU Sports Nation. Maybe the greatest lead-in you've ever had to any of We saved you <laughs> for our Saturday game day, tournament time. You're, you're the premier guest today, Jeff. Welcome back. Thank you, and 
and you you had it with the bench press. That was very impressive. And then the <laughs> the bumps from Thursday, but saving for Saturday, it kind of tanks ratings a bit. boost. Yeah, yeah, I, I, sure. It, it's game day for the men, so we're like, okay, let's crank it up. We'll have Jeff on that. But that was our rationale. Gotcha. Well, and if you don't like it, it was Ben Bagley who scheduled it. I understand. Ben's a good man. We're not going to blame him for that. All right, Jeff. We'll still blame him for that. Thank you for having me. Great yeah, to be here. No, absolutely. As the associate commissioner of the West Coast Conference, this is always a very stressful, busy week for you. Uh, how have things gone thus far through now eight games into the tournament? Oh, we've played eight, so... We have 10 left, not that anybody's <laughs> counting. No, we're, we're doing great. I mean, it's, uh, this event is, is the biggest event we put on at the conference uh, all year, and obviously it's something we look forward to, and as we've talked about over the years, it's something that when we're done next Tuesday, about a month later, we're planning for next year's event. And so it's, it, it really does take a lot. I mean, we're a small office. We're about 12 people in our conference office, and so it takes a lot to pull this off, but so far so good. Today's the big test with the four men's quarterfinals and obviously a lot more people in the building than we've had the last couple of days, but we're excited about it. People like new and different, right? So what's yeah. new and different at the tourney this year? Uh, well, it's the 10th anniversary of the event. That's a big deal De- yeah. in the desert. That's right? right. So we are unveiling our all decade team for the men and the women that fans have been voting on all season long. Awesome. So that's here on site. Great. Um, Delva Delva will be mentioned. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we also, on the concourse for fans here in the building, we have a, a new social lounge. So there's couches and high-top rounds, a place for them to charge their uh, cell phones and then check out games. We are streaming the BYU TV telecasts on there. So if their fans are watching, they're watching your shows, which have been great, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and, and social media posts as well. And they can use the hashtag and get involved and see their tweets or Instagram posts. Posts from the gram up on the... Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. In October, yes. we were here. That's right. And we had a discussion. And I said, we did. It's the was, gram. And, and then, we gave and you, you a hard time about it. And you were convinced. We. Not- we yeah we uh, did give you a hard time. Yeah, I never. Yeah. That was we. Yeah. I introduced Jerem as a filter designer for the Gram. Oh, I, I heard it. Show today. Yeah. I, I heard yeah. it. <laughs> well, well, tell the people what convinced you that I was uh, in the know here. Uh, there's a uh, Bruno Mars song right now that's very popular in the remix. Uh, Cardi B, the rapper, references. That's right. Uh, flexing on the Gram. <laughs> Flexing on the gram. Me and Bruno Mars. And I know that's what you're doing constantly in your free time. I'm constantly flexing on the gram. You know it. Yeah. Jeff, Bo Hodges a, flexing on the Jeff, gram. Jeff, you've said a lot of great things on this program, but I don't think anything can top flexing on the gram. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. <laughs> Ratings are peaking even the, more right yeah, now. Exactly, exactly. If that's not what you're doing, then, what, then why are you on the gram? Why are you on the gram <laughs> like, in the first point? place? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, it was fun to watch uh, all the kids coming yesterday for yeah. the Kids Day activities and, and bring some energy to uh, – at the tournament, as the men opened up things, how did that uh, go with the events surrounding that? Oh, it's awesome. That's one of the coolest things we do around this event is we have our annual Kids Day on, on Friday afternoon, and we bring over 800 youth from the Las Vegas area uh, to the event, and they get to interact with our teams, our cheerleaders, our bands, and, and really have a lot of fun activities outside. And then we bring them in and watch a game at 6 o'clock. They make a lot of noise, uh, and they, they have a blast. And then at halftime, one of the coolest things is the after-school all-stars, a local a local group will, will come out and perform, and that's, that's fun. So that, that Friday evening is one of the coolest things we do. We know all about the kids' noise because BYU women's basketball hosted two kids' days. Yes. 5,000 screaming children into it's the fantastic. Marriott Center. It's awesome. My it, ears have never been the same. Gymnastics set a home record. with Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's such a great, it's a, such a great marketing play. Yeah. This morning is the Hall of Honor induction, yep. which is always pretty cool. Uh, what's that experience like as you – 
put uh, you know people into the West Coast Conference Hall of Honor. Yeah, it's really neat. It's going on right now um, over at the over at the hotel across the parking lot. Um, each school will induct a new member every year, um, and the schools will will help decide who that is. Uh, and they come together, and they're honored in front of their family and friends and other colleagues from that institution. And then we'll honor them uh, at half times throughout the day today, so fans here in the building at the games can can pay tribute to these great former student athletes, coaches, administrators, which is a broad spectrum of different sports uh, across our 10 institutions. It's pretty fun to see. When are we getting Steve Nash in for Santa Clara? Is he not in? He's not, and uh, a lot of it has to do with whether they can physically be here. So last year for Gonzaga, it was John Stockton was able to finally commit to being here on the day, and so he was put in. And so that's... Yeah, Santa Clara's working on it, I promise. Yeah. We know he belongs here. Listen, yeah, Steve yeah, Nash is busy as a soccer commentator, Jerem, okay? <laughs> He's a busy dude, that's for sure. But, yeah, one, one of the most notable alumni. Is Bill Russell in the Hall of Honor? Mm, I should know that, shouldn't I? If not, I haven't been to all hit, 10. Hit, that's a busy guy yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, there's some notable figures, that's right. especially in basketball from this conference. That's right. And it's, and it's beyond basketball, too. I mean, right. one, of the, one of the folks getting inducted today is former Philadelphia Philly Randy Wolf, who's wow. a fantastic pitcher at Pepperdine. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be out here later today on, on the court getting honored. And I mean, what a career he had, not only at Pepperdine, but certainly in the major leagues as well. Well, Let's he look. gave your Atlanta Braves quite a few headaches. Yeah. <laughs> let's get your uh, tradition with you as well as the Braves preseason perspective. So what's, what's the 14-second breakdown of the Atlanta Braves this year? Ronald Acuna. Okay, that's the name. That's the name. A prospect coming up yeah. or something? Yeah, outfielder. The Ronald five, Acuna. Five-tool, if that's still a thing. I, I should Is that still a thing? Like, it's still a thing, yeah. Okay, we don't rename it. It's not a no. six-tool. Flexing, it, Graham, six. It might be six. a six-tool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of tools out there. We'll we'll see. Okay, should I add him to my fantasy team? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I play fantasy baseball, which yeah. is insane. It's yeah, because you, yeah, you can get him later He'll rounds. He'll be an off the radar guy okay. that could yeah, do yeah, later, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Ronald, I can't remember his last name. Okunya. Okunya. Acuna. Acuna. Ronald Matata. Acuna Matata. Yes. <laughs> Almost. Now, now I'll remember it. <laughs> Gonzaga and St. Mary's, both nationally ranked on the men's side. What kind of crowds do you expect for both of those teams tonight at the Orleans Arena? Fantastic! Oh man, yeah. It's I mean, and we'll see that today at, at the one o'clock game with with BYU and San Diego. We'll the building will be pretty full, uh, and as we continue throughout the week, and as you both know by Monday night, this place is is packed. Oh, it's rocking! Yeah, but you'll you'll see that starting this afternoon, and it's a lot of fun. What's your what's your uh, favorite and least favorite part of this whole experience? Because this is a big deal, like you said, for the conference. This is the showcase. You're talking about me or for the conference? You. My favorite part. Yeah. This interviewing with us. Yeah. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Even despite the incident. From <laughs> the incident. <laughs> I love it All right. so much. Least favorite? Hopes crushed Thursday morning. Thursday, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you revolve around our program. That's good to know. We need to lift you up, okay? We're there for you, Joe. Appreciate that. Can we that. play Josh Groban now? That's my second music. We don't have rights to Nickelback, no, Nickelback or, Josh or Josh Groban. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that Man. next time, yeah. Jeff Toriel, great to have you with us, my friend. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all you do. We love having you here. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's great to be back here. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna Matata. Acuna Matata. Coming up, men's volleyball has another top five match, and I'm not there, and that's okay. Especially if you have to shave your head because BYU wins I the West Coast Conference tournament. I want to shave my tournament. head Tuesday night. Heath Troyer will join us next. What's his game plan on game day? Look at it! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
It is a ball day in the quarterfinals on the men's side at 4 Eastern as San Diego plays BYU. Watch it and listen to it at 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio with pregame with the homie Jason Shepard at 3. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We are at the Studio Orleans. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Question of the day, what would you give up for a BYU West Coast Conference Tournament Championship? Hashtag BYUSN. I saw at Maddie Z. Smith tweet in, I'd give up my husband's... Uh... Her husband? Wow. No, 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 not her husband. He's from Canada. Yeah. She, she said give up Canada? His, his citizenship in America. <laughs> really? Because that means you might have to move to Canada. Oh, goodness. Wouldn't be the worst thing, right? Joining us now, a man who is very much American, one of our favorite people at BYU, Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer, joins us on a game day about three hours before tip on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, great to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time. You got it, guys. Anytime. Hey, we learned a few weeks ago that one of your go-to bands is Nickelback. Coincidentally, Nickelback was in concert last night at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas. Please tell me you convinced the coaching staff to go with you to get yourself mentally right for the game. No, hey, I, I'm going to have to catch them some other time because uh, I, we got too much to do this weekend, that's for sure. You're a little busy. Uh, three hours before tip, what is the, what are you up to now after you talk to us and what have you been doing, and then what's the process before getting to the arena? Well, you know, we, we obviously had breakfast, uh, you know, a few, few minutes ago, watched film, um, you know, just reviewed the game plan with our guys one more time, and, uh, you know, and then as, you know, Every coach has their own routine or what have you, and uh, I just kind of, you know, try to play the what-if game to myself and, uh, you know, what if they do this and what if they do that so that you're kind of, you know, somewhat prepared for uh, for those moments. You've already given them some thought and things like that. So, um, and then, you know, obviously same thing, shower, shave, get dressed, and head over there. At what point in the uh, process do you close the book mentally and kind of relax and just are calm before the game, or are you constantly kind of – playing that what-if and playing out scenarios until the game starts? Um, you know, probably about an hour before, you know, on the way there, um, you know, personally, and everyone's different, but on the way there, I try to just, you know, um, clear my mind a little bit. Uh, I usually take a nap before uh, before the game, and, uh, you know, so early games, it's hard to do that, but, um, you know, usually just, you know, try to just on the bus ride, just kind of clear your mind and, um, you know, You've, as my dad would say, you know, the hay's in the barn. I mean, we, we've prepared and um, we've watched film, and I think our staff has done a great job in preparation. And now we just have to go out and play and execute and, uh, you know, hopefully some uh, some shots go in for us and hopefully a few of them don't go in for them. I like that game plan, Coach. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic game plan. You've coached in just about every scenario uh, at this point in your career. How does the tournament setting and preparing for that differ from regular season games for you? Well, I think, you know, obviously tournament play is, uh, you know, every game is just amplified. You know, every game is, uh, you know, you, you win and you, you know, you win, you move on. If you, if you lose, you go home. So, um, you know, it, there's a lot at stake. Um, every game obviously matters throughout the year, but I just think that the intensity level of, of conference tournament play is just something that uh, it's hard to describe until you've been through it. Um, and, and I've been very fortunate to, to be in this wacky business for a long time and, uh, and been in quite a bit of conference tournaments. But uh, the intensity level is just so different. You haven't played a game in this arena with BYU quite yet. Um, are, are you going to miss the Thomas and Mac, or will this be a welcome <laughs> change? Uh, no, it's fine, man. I, uh, every court's 94 feet, and 
you know, 15 feet from the free throw line and all that stuff. It's uh, no matter where you're at, um, no matter what league you're in or what gym you're playing at this time of year, um, you know, it, it, the intensity level is hard to describe. Um, you know, when I was in the OVC and we beat Moorhead to get to the finals, you know, there was, there was nothing like it. You know, it was just like, you know, when I was at Wyoming and we beat New Mexico to get to the semis. I mean, the, the same feeling that you have um, is similar. No matter who you're playing or where you're playing, at this time of year, these games really matter. And uh, they mean something to the players, the coaches, and the fans. And uh, it's exciting. Follow him at H. Schroyer on Twitter. He's Schroyer, associate head coach for BYU Basketball, with us on game day. A couple of weeks ago, you played this very same San Diego Torero team in San Diego. What kind of adjustments do you need to make for the game today? Well, you know, I think that obviously we have to score the ball better. Um, you know, I thought that, um, you know, we took a lot of quick shots, not so great shots um, at their place. And then defensively, I think, you know, Neubauer really hurt us, especially early in the game. And, you know, they have some, you know, they're, they're a hard matchup for a lot of people and they're a hard matchup for us because of their, you know, their post guys, especially with Neubauer and Pinero, and those guys can go inside and outside and, they can shoot the three and put it on the floor and post you. So, you know, we're going to have to do a really good job team defensive wise where we're going to have to really be in the gaps. We're going to have to, you know, provide early help and, and just do the things that we do really well. Um, and, I, you know, we've talked about as a staff with our guys. I mean, there's a few tweaks here and there to our game plan. But, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're in the march and uh, kind of who you are is who you are. And, um, you know, we just got to be really good at the things we tried to emphasize all year. Um, and that's, you know, obviously being efficient in the half court offensively and defensively and being opportunistic and, uh, and scoring the ball when we have advantages and, and trying to limit second shots, you know, just trying to, you know, control the defensive glass. And if we do those things, then I like our chances. Heath, uh, Dave Rose was on the show yesterday, and he said that the team needs to play more connected. And then I followed up and said, what do you mean by that? And he said mentally. What does that look like in your opinion, that mental connection? Well, I think that, you know, when, when you're connected, especially, you know, you can talk about on the defensive side of the ball. When you're connected, everyone's on a string. You can see the group kind of moving together in sync. Um, you know, they're, you know, so if one guy's helping, another guy's getting ready to help for him. And there's and, and you and you move in unison. That's what, what it means to be connected defensively. And then offensively, when the ball is really moving, when you get two on the ball and the ball gets spit out, and, and now you're playing from an advantage, and, and the ball doesn't get sticky. Um, those are those are things that you can really tell if a team is connected. And um, and then obviously the, the the you know the the simple things everyone understands and knows is the communication. You know, what do the huddles look like at the free throw line? And what does the communication look like verbally um, on the defensive side of the ball? And those things. So th- those are just some, some real examples of being connected. Um, we've talked about that all year. And um, I think when we've, when we've been really good, uh, you can really see that we're really connected. And, uh, you know, and, and throughout the course of the year, you're always going to have bumps and stump your toe. And for us right now, it's just to really be connected and um, on both sides of the ball and do the things that we just talked about. What's the psyche and mentality of your team like right now, having been with them just a few moments ago, going over film and eating breakfast? Uh, I think they're great. You know, I thought we had a great practice yesterday. Um, you know, I think they're anxious to play. You know, at some point in time, you can, you know, you, you're, you talk about your opponent and you talk about, you know, scenarios so much that at some point, 
And I think we're at that point now where you you know you just got to go out and kind of clear your mind and and trust your instincts and uh, trust your scouting report and trust your teammates and and just play and play the game. And uh, I think that's where we're at right now. We buried the lead here, Heath. Uh, what did you guys have for breakfast? <laughs> Well, we had, uh, you know, the, kind of the normal deal, eggs and pancakes and bacon, sausage, all that good stuff, oatmeal. That's a winning breakfast. That is a winning breakfast. That's Absolutely. Right. All right, Coach, before you go, we'd like to uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. I'd also like to tell you that Jerem Jordan has said he will shave his head if Uh-oh. BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament. Please share oh, with I'm, Please share with all the guys. I would love to see that. <laughs> I want to do it. I want you to be the one shaving the shaving his head, Coach. <laughs> Sounds great, guys. Sounds great. All right. Good luck today. Great to have you with us. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Heath Schroyer on a game day on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Hey, you can't lose when you eat a breakfast like that. Just saying. I yes. What, I bet San Diego's fasting. Oh. They just don't even show up. <laughs> Fast Sunday tomorrow. <laughs> Coming up, a loaded whip like every BYU team is playing a ranked team. It's crazy. <laughs> That's a great tease because it's almost true. Volleyball, it's almost true. gymnastics, like a lot of baseball, what I say. and BYU will be playing a ranked team on Monday, right? Right? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests on a Saturday tournament game day in Las Vegas. Jeff Toriel, the Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference and Associate Head Coach Hayes Schroyer for BYU Basketball. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Ball day. BYU the three seed. San Diego the six seed on the men's side. West Coast Conference Tournament quarterfinals coming up on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 4 Eastern time. Pre-game with Jason at 3. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner, day two of the NFL Combine in Indianapolis for linebackers. Yesterday, his official measurements, 6'3", 236 pounds. Today, Warner will perform the bench press and tomorrow drills on the field. Volleyball. Fifth-ranked men's volleyball takes on third-ranked UCLA tonight in the Smithfield House, 9 Eastern. This is a really important match for the Cougars. The match will be streamed live on the W.TV. Gymnastics. I believe it's the W. The W. The W. 24th ranked BYU Gymnastics beats Utah State, posting a 196.2. That's a big road win, and when you're calculating all that stuff, you need quality road performances. Brittany Haas posted the high score for the Cougars with a 9.925 on bars. Next up, Monday, 8th ranked Oregon State in nah, Corvallis. Softball. Cougs beat Portland State 11-2, but came up short next year innings against 11th-ranked Alabama 7-6 on the first day of the Husky Classic in Seattle. Cougs have another slate of games today against Northwestern and the top-ranked team in the country. Oh, yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah, number one. Baseball. Lost a heartbreaker 4-3 at 18th-ranked Auburn yesterday. The Tigers are still undefeated. So how about BYU ends that today? Go. Doubleheader at Plainsman Park starting at 1 Eastern. Tennis. The women's team swept San Francisco 4-0 in its West Coast Conference home opener yesterday. Cougars currently hosting Washington State as we speak. Mike Leach is not there. The men play Idaho State today at 4 Eastern at the indoor tennis courts at WYU. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to Heath Troyer. He had a winning breakfast. He chatted with us like three hours before a game. 
Sounds like BYU's ready. Let's go. Let's see it. Our question of the day, what would you give up for a West Coast Conference Tournament Basketball Championship? Tournament Championship for BYU on the men's side hasn't happened in 17 years. What would you give up? At Trey Whoa. Harris, 118, tweets in, I would give up the bowl game BYU will make next season for football. Now, one, we don't know if BYU is making a bowl game next year. But would I, you give up I a think bowl I would, game? I think I would give it up because this hasn't happened in a long time. BYU needs this. Come on. But I also want a bowl game. Not going to a bowl game was pathetic. Yes, and that would mean two years in a row not going to a bowl game. Well, sometimes you'd uh, do something, and then the NCAA says, no, you didn't do it. But then you say, no, I did it. So in this case, it could just be us being like, well, we would have gone to a bowl game, but we sacrificed a bowl game on behalf of the West Coast Conference Tournament. See what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't mean you yes. yes. wouldn't have a winning record, per se. At LRC His tweets in, I would give up St. Mary's face. <laughs> <laughs> that just happens. <laughs> you can't, you can't take that away. The NCAA can't contain. take away St. Mary's That's face. That's hard to contain, You people. can't take away St. Mary's face. Yeah. Matthew Delvadova induces St. Mary's face. At Zach Hicken, I give up Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A is life. Chick-fil-A is life? Zach Hicken? I saw somebody say I'd Dude, give up ball, soda. Ball is life. And I really like soda. That's good for your health. Yeah, you should just do this. Like, whatever you're saying, except for me, you should just do it anyway. Okay, our shout-out today <laughs> needs to be somebody from the 2001 BYU men's basketball team. Why don't you just do McKelly Wesley? Well, because we've already done McKelly Wesley, so I need to find somebody else. Terrell Day. <laughs> Eric Nielsen. We've done Terrell Day. We've done Eric Nielsen. You want me oh, to find oh, I have someone. I have someone. You read, I have you got someone, it? yes. Okay. You want me to read the elite tweet? Yes, read the elite tweet. All right, today's elite tweet of the day. At Doc underscore JMO. My vision after I'm forced to watch a hairless Jerem Jordan. Oh. Hashtag secret weapon. <laughs> Don't give up your vision. That's really valuable. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Are you ready for it? Yeah. You ready for it? Shout out to Daniel Bobbick. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> Game. Sirius XM. 143. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Hear what BYU head football coach Kilani Sitaki says about living in Provo and Utah Valley. Got the chance to be here as a student, and uh, now I get to come back and be part of it. Provo is the best place. There's something unique about this place, and uh, you just got to be here to experience it. Come visit us. Come see what we have here going on, and I promise you all the memories will come back. Experience it with your family. It's a family affair. All fans that want to come by and visit, please do. Love to see you. Looking forward to it. There's more to discover at visitprovo.org. Once I elbowed my way onto the stage at, again, a church dance, because mm-hmm. me and my buddy had some equipment, and we thought uh, we didn't like all this uh, music you could dance to. Mm-hmm. I was being anti-Bee Gees, yeah. and so our first song was Brighton Rock by Queen, and there's this <laughs> long, drumless Brian May shredding thing. Yeah. It's clearly not danceable. <laughs> Tune into This Will Take a While, Mondays, 4 p.m. Eastern, to hear more about Dean's church dance experiences and whatever else might take a while, right here on BYU Radio. Cougar fans worldwide enjoy the action on the gridiron, the court, and the field right as it happens by following Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Reach the most loyal and devoted BYU sports fans by sponsoring BYU Radio programs. We deliver more game action and more Cougar coverage than anybody else. Associate your business with the excellence of BYU athletes through BYU Radio sponsorship messages. 
Contact an account representative now by emailing sponsorship at byu.edu. Many of them required a guardian, like a young Stevie Wonder who was 11. It was my grandmother, Esther Gordy Edwards, who became his legal guardian. Famous guests from famous places on Special Collections, Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Talk about good. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Ayers on the Road. Value based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We've been on the road between Park City and Salt Lake City this week. And Provo and Ogden. We've been on one little bit Provo, of Provo, Utah, little, and Ogden, It's Utah. like a little track we're on, and it's so great. You know, Linda, we this is one of the rare weeks when we didn't have to get on an airplane, and so we've spent time with three of our children and their families, and that totals up to 15 grandkids. And uh, what a time we've had. We... we Last night we were with one family having some music recitals, listening to the grandkids play the piano. Very talented, I yes, might add. Yes, they are great. And then uh, during the week we were with um, oh, some wonderful things up in Ogden where our play. son's girlfriend was the lead in a play and we our, our grandson's girlfriend. And, and then we took the, the little twins to their favorite movie and they've never been so excited in their life. And then we were down in, in Provo and uh, we, we were giving a speech down there, but the best part of it was doing dinner it with, with our kids. son and having yeah. dinner with the kids. So it's been a, what would you call it? Like a quiet week at home. What a rare, what a pleasure. It really has been. It's halcyon days when you actually have time to catch up with your friends and, catch up with some correspondence and so on. We've you know, it, remi- it reminds me, Linda, la- last night, while we were, uh, our daughter has been asked to um, be in charge. I'm not sure I got this totally, but be in charge of some kind of a Holocaust uh, remembrance thing at the, at the, is it the elementary school? Junior the, high. The junior high. And um, that brought up something we that, that has a parallel to what we've just been talking about. Remember the time we heard um, a Holocaust survivor speak? We were we were at a program where we were speaking, and one of the the main speaker on the program was this woman who was ninety, I think, who was a Holocaust survivor. And the title was it the title of her speech or just no, the conclusion? No, she, she it that, was the it greatest was, thing in, in life is a quiet evening at home. Yeah, she just uh, in that concentration camp, she just felt that. Um, what she longed for more than anything, even more than food, was just a quiet evening at home. And uh, I thought that was really, really fascinating because we don't often get quiet evenings at home, uh, all of us. Some some of you have those nice quiet evenings maybe more often, but um, if you've got a family at home, it is just not very quiet. <laughs> I can't resist telling one more thing about that while it's on my mind, then we'll blend it back into what our our show is about today, but uh, this this woman was one of the most amazing speakers we'd ever heard, and she was on that long march right at the end of World War II where they were essentially trying to kill off the last Jews that hadn't been 
killed in concentration camps just by march